Ready, are you? Yeah. Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Russ, introduce the guest, man. Today, guys, we have the head boxing coach of Tiger Muay Thai, the bone crana banger, Donny God's own. It's John. John Boy Hutchinson. John, how are you doing, man? I'm all good. Thank you, guys. Good to be back. Oh, it's great to have things. you back, bud. It's great to it's, have you back. It's great to have uh, Thailand's, uh, Thailand's best Irishman on the show. <laughs> Appreciate it, boys. Yeah. John Boy actually Thank mentioned, you. for the people that don't know, uh, John Boy's actually supping on a cup of tea there. Is Barry's tea as well, represented over in Thailand. Barry's tea. I've got them posted over. Uh, for those who don't know, Barry's the only Irish tea you should be drinking. That lion stuff is actually not made in Ireland anymore. So, like, you can throw that away. It's all yeah. about the Barry's these days. Yeah. And it's Barry's name, which is also my, a great yeah. name. Yeah. I'm related to Barry who created the Barry's tea. But, like, lads, we have so much to talk about this week, right? Obviously, we had John Boy on previously before uh, uh, Al Jermaine Sterling knew that if he just didn't get up, he'd become champ. And he was... And, John Boy mentioned that to him, so we didn't get up. But we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, also, Jake Paul winning over the weekend, as we're going to have to discuss that as well, because that blew up the internet. And this weekend's UC 261 is going down. It's three title fights, Shadow Sean O'Bannon. Uh, the main event, the two lads, Kamaru Usman is taking on Jorge Masvidal for the second time for the welterweight title. Uh, Wei Li Zhang, the champion, is taking on uh, Rose Namajunas for the flyweight title. Strawweight. Strawweight title. Strawweight. And then um, uh, Valentin Shevchenko, John Boy's good mate is taking on um, Jessica Andrade Andrade for the flyweight title. title, (laughs) For those of you who don't know and who are listening to the podcast, we actually know everything about MMA except Baz Baz actually knows the weight numbers, but he actually is terrible at knowing the weight class names. He knows knows that um, Wei Li Zhang is fighting for the 115-pound title, but he's like, Wait, is that straw weight or flyweight? Uh, you never get to write. <laughs> typical me, typical me. John, well, you know it off by heart, but like we have so much to talk about. I do, I do what we are going to sort of, we're going to go into the weekend's madness, but like we have to do, we do have to talk about how you got on there last time we spoke to you. Uh, obviously, uh, like Peter lost, lost to Algermain Sterling, and then Algermain Sterling, he was like, Joe, you know I need to get back surgery, so I was going to be out for a while. Uh, just looking back at that, John, boy, like how was that experience for you? And like, I know you don't really see it as a loss, but like, how, how did that feel even after the fight? Yeah, you know, you know, we're, we're a bit sorry, you're bound to be, you know, you lost a world title and all, not in the way it should have happened, you know, but uh, yeah. he's going to grow, he's going to be a much better fighter from this, you know, it'll teach him, like, uh, can you imagine like, the feeling of losing that in real life, he'll never want to lose that again, you know, so, when he's coming back for a belt, the next time he's going to be a lot hungry, determined guy. And it's, uh, you, you learn from these kind of things, you know? Exactly. Obviously, obviously John Boyd, that was quite a, a unique fight. Um, Aldro came out all guns blazing. And, you know, credit where credit's due. He actually looked decent for the first two rounds on the feet. He, he wasn't throwing anything with much venom in it, but he was throwing a lot. Um, yeah. He almost looked like he put Peter off his game for the first maybe round or two. But, like... Come round three and four, you know, Peter started to really turn on and the t- turning of the tide was extraordinarily evident. Um, Peter's championship uh, caliber level really was kicking into effect and he was really upping the ante in the second half of the fight, you might want to call it. Do you feel like if that knee had occurred maybe round one or two and Aljo thought he was getting the better of the fight, he might have actually just got back up as opposed to he felt the turn of the tide and he was like, you know what? If I just stay down here, I win the belt. Yeah, definitely. Easy way out. Everybody knows it, you know. He's he's here, the ref and all, you know. Just why why would you get up? You're getting smashed. You just stay down. You're going to get the belt, you know. That's what he's done. And he knows it, you know. The only people... He's fooling as himself. I'd say his following just went down. Like, you know, as I say, he's a fake champ, you know. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to bad talk the guy. I wish him a speedy recovery now. And then be a man and just come and prove it the real way. You know, he's got no injuries, mm. no hiccups. Let's see what he's made of next time, you know. In fairness, 
I actually quite liked Aldermanster and going in that fight. Now, obviously, uh, having have the Irish contingent in Peter Yan's camp, we were firmly based in the Peter Yan camp. But yeah. regardless of him fighting Peter Yan, if he was fighting nearly anyone else, I'd be like, you know what, Aljo seems like a nice guy. I want him to do well. But I think his whole act of like throwing the belt on the ground in the cage, saying like he doesn't want that belt, but then like five hours later, he's in his kitchen with all his friends with the belt. He's like, here, everyone, yeah. you hold it, you hold it. Get the I'm picture. squaring off, squaring off with uh, Henry Cejudo as well. Uh, and then square yeah. off of Henry Cejudo the next day. I just thought it was like, look, y- you know that you put it this way. Even if he didn't throw the illegal knee or if he missed the illegal knee and either Yang got a point taken off him, I still think Peter Yang was going to win that fight. It looked like he was going for the yeah. finish of Peter Yang at that stage. Uh, and also, Aljamain Sterling was doing this weird thing where he was like purposely trying to be a grounded opponent. Uh, it, was, it was a very strange sort of tactical fight on Aljamain Sterling's part but uh, I think his stock as you say John Boyd definitely went down and I think Peter Yan's stock is almost in this sort of weird sort of um, strange position where like it didn't actually go up it didn't go down sort of stay where it was but he's in such a funny spot now with Aljo out for such a long time now and they obviously have Corey Sandhagen fighting TJ Dillashaw um, and then like you know which way is the UFC going to go? I mean, are they going to guarantee Peter Yan his shot, which he does deserve? Or are they going to go, yeah. you know what? These guys just fought and one of them had a spectacular finish. We're going to shoehorn them in for a title shot and screw Peter Yan over. You never know. It's a cutthroat business. Yeah, I, I, I believe he'll get a shot next. You know, Dennis promised him. And, uh, I know they've knocked back one off already for June. You know, they'll only get so many more chances. It knocks back another one. They, they they could strip him easy, you know, and who knows? Could be the one in a TJ and Sanhagen and all, you know. So he's got to be careful too. He can't just keep knocking back a fighter; they will strip him. Like, and John Boy, who do you like in that fight between Sanhagen and TJ? Very good fight, you know. Uh, Sanhagen's no walk in the park, and uh, TJ's been out a long time, you know. So it's it's a very 50-50 fight. But if I had to use my brain now, I'd be saying TJ. Like, I still reckon mm. he's still got it, and uh, he can he can beat him everywhere, you know. So it is. Yeah, I, I think, think there is a big X factor on TJ. Um, what TJ does come back. What 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 will he look like? Uh, how sharp will he be? But uh, I think in terms of if you're looking at their history of performances, TJ's consistently put in uh, elite level performances. And how yeah. do you think Jan would match up against TJ? Oh, I'd love that fight. I'd That'd love be a great fight. Oh, what a striking fight that would be, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. that that's the fight to make there. You know, fingers crossed he comes out with a good win here because that's the fight next for Peter, 100%. Like, you know, yeah, the in turn belt or anything made for that. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you could make a, a very good, strong case that the bantamweight division in UFC is the strongest and most stacked division. You know, you also have, like, Cody Garbrandt, who's only ever one or two wins away from winning the belt uh, yeah. or getting a title shot. You have Rob Font up there. You have Marlon Marias, Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz. You know what I mean? You have a few legends in the division yeah. as well. Like, that division is stacked, the top 10. Serious Sean O'Malley's trying to get in there as well. Sean O'Malley, yeah. Rafael Asuncao as well. Marlon Cheeto Vera, like these guys are like coming, come to kill. Um, yeah. I yeah. think the UFC bantamweight division is the most stacked. I think a lot of people like to say the lightweight division, but if you're just talking for pure talent, I yeah. think the bantamweight division is the most stacked. And then if you're to say Peter Yan is the best in that division, which in my opinion so far he is, you have to put in a strong case that pound for pound he's one of the best fighters in the world. Yeah, and you know that last fight made him a bit. Even though that wasn't a like a one hundred percent Peter Yan, you know everyone just said ah, Peter Yan's just a, a boxer. He, you know he's gonna Aljamain's dangerous guy. He's gonna take him. He's gonna choke him out. You know he made Aljamain look an average fighter. Like that's how good Peter was in that fight. I'm I'm telling you, I know Peter inside out that. If maybe 60% Peter Yan there was a lot of things you had to get over in that camp like you know you know it was a new atmosphere new gym new coaches yeah. uh, no family everything uh, you know it's a whole new thing there's something about training in Thailand or where you're used to training 
it's like the mental edge, you know. He be up running big Buddha and all this here. Not to say it's gonna make him any any fitter, but what it does is the mental edge, you know, he knows he's done it, he knows he's been training that serious. Yeah, yeah, he knows like it's a serious, mm. serious heat. It's like a dead heat in Thailand. It gives you a mental edge, you know, there's something about it, like and you just have that extra spark. And uh, even when he said to me in that fight, he goes, he goes, Coach, I'm sorry. He goes, I, I could hear you. I breathe heavy, if, you know, for the first time, even though he's fit and, and cruising the, the fight. I know he can be a lot better, like, you know. Uh, I write down everything, and I always write down our training camps. I know what we're working on, you know. I feel like maybe a little bit of the boxing was neglected in this camp, you know, rightly so, because everyone said it's going to the ground, you know, it's going to be on the ground, it's going to be... You know, so well, maybe yeah. only a minute or two pads, you know, and then wrestling or something. But uh, if I look back and compare the old camps, like for Aldo or the Iron Faber, and all, it was strict boxing, with his training, and then we added it all up. You know, this time we kind of like skipped it and went to wrestling. And, and it showed, you know, not showed they looked good, but it didn't really let his hands go in that fight the way he could, you know. Yes. So, yeah, but John, uh, but the only person taking that fight to the ground in that uh, matchup was uh, Peter Yan. I think he was yeah. seven for eight on his takedowns, and I don't, I don't think Aljo got a takedown in the fight. So, uh, yeah, Peter, Peter Yan's it was actually his trips. His trips were unbelievable in the fight. It, uh, he was, he was actually sort of almost picking Aljo up and throwing him away. It was, it was actually yeah. quite entertaining, to be honest. You know, as I say, that just oh, goes no to show you, he's not a boxer. Like, he, he's not just a boxer. He can mix it up on the ground. And, and t- he's like, he's, that's why I love to see the fight with, like, TJ and all, because it's, wow, what a fight that would be, you know? If, if he still looks good in the next fight, I can't see him. I can see that fight getting made, you know? Yeah, that's definitely a fight we're all looking forward to. But, uh, John, we, yeah. uh, you were telling us you have a few things lined up. Just uh, like uh, coming up soon as well. Do you want to let the people know what you sort of have lined up coming up soon? Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's busy now. Uh, young Mohammed Makaya is fighting June fourth, so uh, all depends on what's happening. Is he going to train go to UK? Cause- Would you be interested if the UFC were interested in doing an interim fight, regardless of Aljo for June um, for Peter Yan? Do you think that'd be a good move for him? Um, you know, Peter's always training now. I, I was chatting him last week, you know, and when uh, and he was out doing dips in the snow and stuff and all, you know, so a, a fight would do no harm for him, you know, you know, and I know he could, look, he could play it safe and just sit there and fight for the title next in October, but I know Peter, like, Peter will fight, He's not, he'll fight anybody and I, I know what he can do to TJ and all, if TJ wins, you know, or that's an if, you know, so, uh, knowing Peter, I would say he'll fight before October. He won't sit around. Yeah. There we ha- there we have it, Basmo. Uh, I, I think I think that's the the latest uh, news on Tiger Muay Thai over in Thailand at the moment. Uh, we will revert back to it slightly later on in the show when we get into UFC two sixty one. Because uh, if you don't know, Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko has been known to. Um, you ploy or trade out that direction as well. But Basma, what's yeah. next on the agenda? I'm sort of like thinking on the MMA. I think we should go leave the, the boxing stuff to later, you know, because it's we're only sort of bouncing. Well, man, you're you're it. driving the ship, man. You're driving yeah. the ship. Yeah, right. Then we'll go into <laughs> uh, well here before like just over the weekend, obviously um Robert Whitaker defeated Kelvin Gaslam. Uh John Boy, did you did you see that coming as well? Whitaker get taking the W and you think he should fight Adesanya next? Um why not? He's, he's earned it there now again. Like it's a good fight to make, you know. Did I see? I uh, who's he calling out now? I seen something on Twitter earlier on. Uh, I, I think Marvin Vittori was saying Robert Whitaker doesn't yeah. want the title title shot, and I think Robert Whitaker goes, "Nah, I do," and like just left <laughs> it at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, very Robert Whitaker. He's not that confrontational, but. Uh, Look, I, I, I must say, I definitely think it's Whitaker versus Adesanya yet next. I think, especially after Vittori's win over Holland, wasn't exactly uh, mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah, rightly so. I think he deserved a shot there now, you know. He looked good in that fight, that big high head kick and everything. He looked good. He's earned a shot, you know. So I think that's the fight to make next. He, his one. boxing was very good in that fight, uh, John, wasn't it? What did you make of yeah, his boxing? 
Not bad, yeah. It wasn't bad boxing, you know. And he looked good. He looked really good. He was clean, like picking him off. I thought he switched it up, lovely. Like you know, at times he looked good. You know, is he is he someone you'd like to get your hands on, Robert Whitaker? You know, I don't know. You know, he, he's a nice guy. You know, he's a mm, cool, very guy. nice guy. Yeah, isn't it? Like, you know, if a guy like that there was in Tiger Muay Thai or something came over, of course you would, re- mm. you know, as a cool guy, you're always going to love to help somebody like that, aren't you? You know? Yeah, so, yeah but uh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I, I wonder from your perspective, is there like three or four fighters who you look at and be like, I'd love to work with them. I feel like I could turn them from, you know, top 10, top five into the belt holder sort of thing. There's one fighter I want to train, Joanna, you know, the, the, the Polish girl. There's something yeah. about her. I just know I can add a heap of power in their hands. And all. I just, I want to train her. Like, I was hoping she was in the American top team when I was over, but I hope someday I can get the trainer. Just, I want a couple of weeks for her. You know? Yeah, she was, she's an absolute animal. Yeah, she, she she's is. class. Yeah. Really and I, I see the way, like, she punches and all. Like, there's a lot of stuff you could add, it, like, power-wise. And I think there, you know, without changing too much, just, like, little tweaks a bit, I'd love to just get a bit of work where, you know. That'd be a scary combination, by the way, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, like, <laughs> Joanna, I think Joanna is trying to re-energize her career as well. So, like, I mean, John Boy, he's, he's created world champions and... Joanna knows what world champion caliber coaches are like, so want to put two years in the room and, and bang it out as you would do. <laughs> but, uh, John, uh, John, also like Connor and Dustin Poirier both signed the contract as well. That's going down July tenth as well. Uh, are you looking forward to this one? Yeah, uh, I I think you're going to see a totally different Conor McGregor. Even though he looked he looked good in that last fight too, sharp, fast, you know. But uh, just I say. When you train boxing for boxing and train boxing for MMA, it's totally two different things, you know. I think he was training boxing too long, that last one. Forgot how to check, kicks, shoulder roll instead of grabbing or shooting, you know. Uh, not the same distance. So I think you're going to see a, a smarter guy. And, you know, Poirier's going to come a new guy as well. But uh, I just think McGregor's too smart, too strong. And, and we'll land clean on him this time as well. Do you think uh, he will readapt that sort of almost karate bouncy style as opposed to that more upright boxing style? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's going to go back to the way. Was, what way would you call that style? There, um, it's, it's almost uh, like a point karate, karate style. Yeah, like dance. a karate. Yeah, yeah. And it suits him, you know. He gets a clean strike and on his toes and moving, you know. Uh, yeah. I think that's what you're going to see him now, you know. And you got to remember he was out for a while. And I came back and did, you know, so there was a lot of dust and all the shake off. I think you're going to see a far better time fighter now. Like he's got his time and bike, he's back in the gym training again. And I believe this is his, the corner, the old corner. This time is going to be back. I hope so. Anyways, fingers crossed, you know. Same here. Are you going to try and get one of your fighters on the card? I'm hoping, I'm hoping this, we can get on it, you know. So it'll be great. So it is. Yeah, how could you not? Like, how could you not? But uh, so miss- loud already. I know it's crazy. Imagine, I can't believe fans are going to be at that. But let's let's yeah. like dive straight into it. This Saturday, Camaro Usman's taking on Jorge Masvidal for the second time in the welterweight division. Obviously, Camaro beat him the first time, John Boy. Um, also, rematch- lads, Basmo, don't mean to cross off, but if you haven't seen the UFC countdown for UFC 261, the Energize podcast or the Energize show, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we feature in it. That's two-time featured UFC podcast. Get up, you pup. Uh, it's it's, the the flag flag it's it all right. It is. That, that, that's, uh, that's important to get out there. So uh, if, you're, if you're watching this podcast now and you haven't subscribed, you're subscribing to official UFC content. So make sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Take it away. Guys. Thanks, Mill John Boy. And last time, last time we were actually featured, you were on the show as well, John Boy. So uh, yeah. this, is, this is a reoccurring team. Yeah. Uh, so, so Kamaru was taking on Jorge Masvidal for the second time. I don't think really many people wanted to do this, uh, wanted to see this fight, but just based on what happened last time. Some people are saying that Jorge Masvidal is sort of a flash in the pan right now. Like once you, if he, if or once he loses this fight, it's sort of the end of a star power. Um, uh, John Boy, I'm not going to put you on the spot for this one. So, Ross, do you think Jorge Masvidal should have got this fight? And if he loses, is it the end of a star power? Uh, it, it's a bit of a sort of double-edged sword because in terms of business-wise, see, some people, you have to remember, 
that UFC is a business first and a sport second. And that's the way it is. In terms of business, Kamara Usman versus uh, Jorge Masvidal did 1.3 million pay-per-view buys. You can only count on, you can't, you can't even count on all your fingers and toes how many times they've done over a million pay-per-view buys. It's not a, a regular occurrence. I'd say there's about 13 in UFC's history, and that is one of them. And 1.3 is a great number. So in terms of business sense, it makes perfect sense. And also, in terms of storylines, it makes perfect sense. Jorge Masvidal took that fight on eight days' notice. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, he might have been in camp, or he might have been doing his training. He might have been staying ready. But he had to cut 22 pounds. 22 pounds is a lot of weight to cut to make that weight, to then fight what I think is at the moment the pound-for-pound number one fighter in the world in Kamara Usman. He is nigh on impossible to actually beat. His style is so pressure-heavy. His grappling is so good. His stand-up is ever-improving. So... Like under Trevor Whitman as well, who's a fantastic MMA coach in general. So, look, I am okay with the fight. You know what I mean? In terms of um, the other contenders, Colby Covington, like he's been hanging on for too long. He thinks he deserves his title shot by Divine Wright. And I think he should have been more active and it could have been him in here. And then in terms of Leon Edwards, if all things went well against. Um, uh, or if they were, if they went down against Kazma and they all went well, from he probably would have got this. But you know, he had to blip yeah. Belial, and now he's got what might be a bigger fight for him, fighting Nate Diaz at UFC two sixty two. Yeah. So I think this this almost is you know process of elimination. This is the fight to make. It was either Masvidal, which has proven done great pay per view numbers, or Covington, who didn't do as good pay per view numbers. You know what I mean? So yeah. look, I'm happy to watch the fight. I think. In terms of the fight itself, Masvidal, he was actually giving it to Usman in, in the uh, sort of first minute and a half of the first two rounds. And Usman struggled in the open space. Once Usman gets you up against the fence, you're in his world there and you're probably not getting much off him. But I do think it's a bit of an interesting matchup. I do think Jorge Masvidal can offer some sort, some form of problems to Usman. Do I think he has enough to get the win? I don't. But you never know. You never know. Yeah, Tomo, you, you you met Masvidal, so you have to watch your P's and Q's here. But yeah, yeah, you might be getting that knee. <laughs> <laughs> I have to back my home in. Right? Lock the door. Lock the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I might get uh I I can, as you just said there. You know, uh, I think now different fighter this time, longer camp. Eight days isn't long. You know, you can stay in a gym, but eight days you're not fight ready. You know half your sharpness isn't there. Yeah. So you are going to see a sharper fighter. Osman, as you said, one of the best out there. Very good. Very hard to land clean on him, you know. I see plenty of feet stomping again in this fight, you know. It's going to be on the cage. It's going to be like similar as the last one, you know. <laughs> I can't see him beating him, but I just think Osman's too good, like, and... uh It'll go the distance this fight because the two of them are solid. Like, you know, I, I think it'll go down to scorecards and all, you know. But uh, Usman will take it, I think. Good I, fight. I, I think Usman will win it as well. Um, I, don't, I don't really know where Jorge Masvidal goes after this, but he'll get a big payday in making that decision. But the Colby yeah. Covington fight against Usman was so good. It, uh, it, it was yeah. just like, that, that's, I do, you, you almost have like, uh, yes, it will get less views, but you get a better fight rather than like more views. So, but so ideally, I would have rather the Colby fight, but Masvidal is what it is. I, I also feel yeah. like when people look at that Covington fight, I feel like people feel like it went the distance, but Usman actually finished him. I feel like it, it, it's not yeah. it's not said in the story that Usman actually went out and finished him in the fifth, which yeah. I think <laughs> takes away from Colby Covington putting his hand up saying. I deserve the title fight over Jorge Masvidal, who actually went the distance on short notice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, look, it's going to be a good fight, John Boy. Yeah, yeah. Who, who should I, if Usman wins? Who who do you think he would fight next? Oh, good shout there. Um, who would you go for then? I think he's going to fight the winner of Leon versus Nate Diaz, and I don't even think if Nate Diaz does win, you know what I mean? Like UFC is going to go Diaz Usman, the pay per view. Yeah. It's old. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue that. Fight anyone for a belt. You'd be good match for, for the UFC too, and you, you'd sell the fight brand, like you know. Be, there you go, UFC ne- man. Next, next, <laughs> next, don't, next don't be next saying that to him, Rails. Don't, don't be saying that to him, Rails. It'll be me and you starting a podcast in Thailand. <laughs> We like it. Subtitles in the bottom. Yeah, what's it called? We we can always we can always put a cap on my uh, on my little guy, boy corner, <laughs> and put a cap on your uh, guy, Basbo. Oh man! Uh, yeah, next Brian. time you're over with Peter, just uh, mention that Sean Shelby there. You know what I mean? Slide me in yeah. for the, the next role. It's Scram, Basbo. We'll just move the pe- uh, the podcast over to Vegas. You can come live yeah. in, in uh, my gaff. Is that the call though? You think it's Nate Diaz? If Nate Diaz beats uh, Leon. Or if Leon wins, they'll fight Usman, yeah? I think the winner of that fight is up next. I, I, I just think Kobe Covington gets too big for his boots and he shoots himself in the foot. If he actually fights and wins the fight, he can put himself in there. But he seems yeah. to think if he just hangs around long enough like a bad smell, they'll eventually go, you know what? You're in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it works that well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, then, lads, in the co-main event, uh, Wei Li Zhang is taking on Rose Namajunas in the strawweight division. Um, <laughs> John Boy, what are you expecting here? Because Wei Li Zhang has made huge moves since she came into the UFC. Obviously, champ now. Rose is one of the most liked women in the strawweight division and in the UFC, actually, as well. Former champ. Who, who, who do you see taking the win this weekend? Fireworks this fight. I cannot wait for this fight. You know, this, this is probably the best fight night for me. And I had two good strikers. Like, um, uh, I'm on the fence here. I, I don't know who to pick for this fight, you know. I'd like to say Rose can do it, but I don't know. I don't know. Two great fighters. This can be just down to the wire as well. It could be a knockout even in it, you know. I don't know. Who do you think? I have to we ask you first. Well. <laughs> Get off that fence. Uh, John Boy's going for a draw, right? We'll let him off on this one. For next time, yeah, you can't lie. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. he'll, definitely, he'll definitely pick a winner in the next fight well I know yeah. that I bet you Henry does yeah. uh, look it, it's a, I, I don't like to say oh so and so's tougher so I think they'll win yeah. but I do think Wei Li Zhang proved against Joanna Yunjacek that she has a serious chin on her and uh, yeah. I wonder will she be able to take Rose Namajunas' punches I think Rose Namajunas is technically the best boxer in the strawweight mm. division. I don't know if John Boy will agree or disagree with that. He'll have a better take on that ball. No, oh. Definitely, she's up there at other time. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm going to say Rose. Uh, I know Whaley will probably be a heavy favourite on the night, but I think Rose is so composed under those pressure situations. And she, like, she looks so nonchalant at times in there. And I just think if she's on her game, I actually think she is the best strawweight in the world. The only reason she lost her belt, she got slammed and she against Jessica Andrade, which was unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, I think I think Rose is going to come back and win the belt here. Yeah, that you know I don't want to be biased now, but I was think just if I had the edge, I'd be going for Rose as well. Like a striking class, but they're two good strikers, you know. They're it's, what a fight! This is going to be one of the best fights at night, I think. I actually think Wei Li Zhang is going to win that. I'm not, I'm not even just saying that to go against you. Yeah. I, I actually, for some reason, I think she's just laser focused. And then obviously, mm. Rose has been on these mad up and down, like, and uh, especially, no offense to people, mental health problems. I have them myself, but like sometimes that can take you off the eyes and the prize. And it seems like Wei Li Zhang is just like gold and that's it, you know? Yeah. And the way they train in China, you know, I don't know what the name of that martial arts is, where all balanced and doing all the animal movements and all that there. Like, you know, she's so focused you now, you know. But as I say, all that balance and striking is good for certain things. But when there's a girl on her toes, lighten her up with her hands, it's going to be hard to stand. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. It, we're know? dealing with the world's best here. Um, <laughs> so it is yeah, quite yeah. hard to pick a winner. But yeah. Put it this way. I think if you're doing the accumulator on the UFC that night, you leave this one off the betting slip and just sit back and enjoy it. Yes, sit back and enjoy it. That's exactly. the one. <laughs> okay. And then we'll go into... The Coco main event, uh, the champion Valentina Shevchenko is taking on Jessica Andrade for the women's flyweight title. John Boy, you've obviously done some work with Valentina. Um, myself and Ross have said numerous times she's one of the best in the game. What's it like uh, training with Valentina? And also, what's her actual mindset like? Because it seems like she is bulletproof. Excuse the pun. Yeah, well, you know, like, uh, they they have, when they come to Tiger Muay Thai, they have their own little camp, you know, like, they, they stay in a circle, you know. Yes, we see them and meet them, but they have their own thing, you know, so it is. But uh, 
Her striking is amazing. Like, and she's a balanced striker. She can hit hard, pinpoint. Um, and she's so humble, like, so humble person. Like, she turned off. Uh, this Brazilian is tough as become, but I reckon she's, she's going to walk forward and she's going to just pick her off at ease, you know. I, I don't think it's a tough task for this fight. I think she's a comfortable one for you know, she's yeah. tough. I can't see a knockout coming early, but it, it may well come later on. You know, she's going to win it easiest. I think she's made for it. She comes walking forward. She'll shoot. Uh, it's a win-win fight. I was listening to uh, Ross. I was listening to Big John and Josh earlier. Uh, shout out to the lads, and they were saying that maybe Jessica Andrade could have could be looking at other things. Obviously, she's best mates with Halle Berry now, you know, but taking yeah. selfies with Halle. But uh, Ross, do you think she may have taken the eyes off the prize, or is this is she just bulletproof? Uh, no, I do think uh, this is the ultimate ball of Matador. It really, really is. I think mm. uh, Jessica Andrade is coming forward. And she she wants to fight you in the phone booth, and she wants to throw yeah. hooks like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, she's probably the most powerful uh, person in flyweight and strawweight. She hits like yeah. a truck, but uh, Valentina is so clean, and I can see her eventually start landing those head kicks at some stage. And you can only yeah. eat one or two of those head kicks max. And I remember I think it was Raquel Pennington. She had a head kick on, on her, and like she actually just fell back like the cross. Uh, it was it was absolutely mm-hmm. put in the coffin. There Amen. you go. You know what I mean, she, <laughs> me and Baz always joke that uh, Valentina Shevchenko was like an assassin for like the CIA or something, and like she just goes around and like kills people in her in her spare time, and then does UFC as her main job. But uh, <laughs> the alter yeah, ego, yeah, the alter ego. <laughs> Look, I think she is the best female fighter on the planet, not named Amanda Nunes, and yeah, I just don't doubt that. Uh, and uh, you just said that you know she comes forward swinging, you know. For a pinpoint striker, when you have to go looking, like chasing people, it's harder to get the shots. But people come and walking at you, it's like, it's easier, you know? So they walk on there. So, and that's exactly what's going to happen in this fight. Jose Aldo, uh, I like Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that one. But uh, lads, there's two other fights I'm looking at here that there's a slight interest in. Uh, in the middleweight division, Uriah Hall's taking on Chris Wyman. These two lads sort of seem like if they get one, if not two more losses, they might be cut, they might be cut off the roster. Russell, what, what way do you see this going? But these two have actually fought before outside the UFC, like really early on in their career, which is it's a bit mad to have someone fight on the regional scene and then like sort of have a high profile UFC career and then have the rematch. Uh, yeah. Look, we all know Chris Weidman's chin isn't what it used to be. But in terms of actual skill sets of fighter, I still rate him as one of the best guys in the middleweight division. His wrestling and his jiu-jitsu was actually top-notch. And I think if he can get Uriah Hall down, he'll be able to submit him. He was able to submit Kelvin Gastelum with relative ease, which like, is no mean feat. Yeah. I actually uh, would be convinced if Chris Weidman was maybe seven or eight years younger, he'd be a very hard matchup for Israel Adesanya. Well, I think he's almost in like I don't like to say he's over the hill, but he's he's on a downward tra- trajectory in his career. Well, I think he has enough in the tank to um, beat Uriah Hall on this occasion. Then, uh, John Boy, I'll go to you in the other fight I was looking at. Anthony Smith is taking on Jimmy Crude in the light heavyweight division. I think Jimmy Crude has a massive, like, has a, a lot of potential, and uh, he's coming off a great win there. Um, was it against Medeskis? Um Was he fighting Misha Serkinov? No. Oh, actually, Modesto's book house. So I think that actually could be right, Basmo. Yeah. Well, either way, he's like he's an upper comer in the heavyweight division. Uh, John Boy, who do you, who do you fancy for this one? Anthony Smith against Jimmy Crute? Um, I don't know. No, I'd say maybe Jimmy Crute. I'd say, and is it? You know, I don't really follow him guys as much. You know, like I haven't been watching much of them, but I've seen Jimmy Crute fight. Now, if I had to pick up him, you know, probably just. As a, what what are you thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking the same. Ross, what about you? Yeah. Do you think Anthony Smith's like has it to take on Jimmy Crude still? He's gone through a lot of wars, Anthony Smith. Remember, he's like, I think my teeth are falling out. They're like, Should yeah, come back in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just think after watching Anthony Smith lose to Glover to share the way he lost to Glover to share, and like Glover to share being like, you know, absolutely hooking him on the ground saying, Sorry about yeah. this. That has to be done, you know what I mean? And then Ant Spit was like, No, no, I understand. 
good getting smashed in the head. <laughs> uh, I I just think like I don't want to say Anthony Smith has a losing uh, personality or anything like that because he's a fearsome fighter. But I think since he started doing like the broadcasting on UFC and stuff like that, I feel like once someone gets that into that, you can almost see they're like phasing out their career. Yeah. If that makes sense. And Jimmy Crew's a young guy on the rise, so I, I expect Jimmy Crew to get the win here. Yeah. All right. Then um, I'll just go over the past weekend stuff as well. Obviously, Bellator was on, but then Nemkov defeated Phil Davis and Corey Anderson defeated uh, Yag Shimuridov as well. So they both advance into the next round of the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix. Um, John Boy, have you been keeping an eye on Bellator's Light Heavyweight Grand Prix? Uh, no, no, I haven't really as much. I just follow the fighters I know and all, like Liam McCourt and all, she's fighting soon. Just little yeah. bits on it, you know. I don't really keep an eye on much in the Bellator, you know. So don't. Yeah, Unless it's... I know them. No, I agree. I was actually I was, we were saying to Ross, I was saying to Ross there earlier. Bellator should be putting an Irish fighter on each uh, Bellator card because then the whole country will yeah, have an interest. They get in. behind them, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, John Boy. To be honest, also James Gallagher's fight that's been called off as well, and then uh, Liam yeah. McCord is after getting a fight announced as well. So there, well, there is stuff to look forward to. But uh, Ross fight for Yeah, it's a very yeah, good she, fight for him. You know. Yeah, she was she was meant to fight on that London card that got. Opponent, uh, obviously due to COVID, and she's fighting the same opponent now. And also on that card is Cyborg versus Smith too. So she's fighting on the Chris Cyborg card. So like, who knows? Yeah. She wins, she might get a title shot. Yeah, and because uh, I think there is Janae's rank six. Yeah, so I think if she so, beats yeah. her, take her in the top six. So there you go. You know, so so yeah. it's a uh, it's a very good fight for her and they're similar level. I've I've worked with two of them over here in Tiger Muay Thai, you know. Uh, it's hard to know how the fight will go. Leah's been out with a shoulder operation for a while, you know. She yeah. can definitely beat her. She can beat her, like, on the ground, striking as well. She can beat her, like, she's better hands and everything. You know, um, yeah, she's a very good fight for her. She got that Everlast sponsorship, so she's putting the gloves to work, John Boy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. She, obviously, she is a fantastic striking coach, known Roddy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's and he just he sent me out some uh training gear there. So, I, I just arrived today, body pad and pads, and also I'll be picking it up tomorrow, so I'll be wrapping it for him. So, nice one, uh, right. new brand. Uh, John Boy, I love it, man. And uh, shout out to Owen Roddy, absolute legend as well. Ross, are you sticking with Corey Anderson to win this whole tournament? I'm sticking with him. Uh, he only went two rounds. The lads went five rounds. Uh, so, like, that definitely bodes in his favor. Um, but so far, Basmo, I think you've been right on all the all the shouts so far. So, uh, shout out to Basmo, the pick king these days. Yeah, the last four accumulators have done in MMA events, they've all come right. So, I'm rolling in the dough right now, John Boy. I'll be over, in, I'll be over next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right, we were talking. Speaking of Everlast, um, obviously Jay Paul defeated Ben Askren over the weekend. This is something that a lot of people have probably been here waiting to hear us talk about. This John Boy, I saw you called uh, Jay Paul after. But what? <laughs> first of all, what did you make a thriller running your event over here? The fight didn't start till like after six o'clock. I was literally delirious by the time that happened. But um, what did you make of the whole thriller event as well? Before we get into the fight, uh, you know. Uh... I uh, I didn't even watch it. Like, you know, that it's, it's good for... Look at the money. It's creating, like, pay-per-view money and all. But for a boxing guy to watch that, they won't watch it. Like, you know, I, I guarantee you the flick moving back and forth. But yeah. I didn't watch it. The UFC and all was on that morning, you know. So, yeah, you know, there was actually good boxing on on the weekend. MTK and all had a show and all. Liam Williams and all was fighting. And I bet hardly anybody watched that. They were just watching the YouTube fights. You know, it's crazy the way it works, isn't it? Like, you it know, is. It was is. that against um, Andrade? Was it? Yeah, yeah. So the, oh, uh, Andrade was an absolute monster in that fight. He threw some like unbelievable yeah. like lead uppercuts that was extraordinarily impressive. Yeah, uh, I think he caught him like four in a row at one stage, and like. In fairness, now I've never competed in the boxing ring, but like I wouldn't like take four uppercuts off on Drake in a row. Nah, he's, yeah, he's class, says, you know, and that Liam Williams is tough as they come, you know. So, but uh, it goes to show you fights you got you, you don't hear off now. Is like Jake yeah. Paul is the most hated man after the funk master, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's the most hated man now. But uh, you know, there he goes, he's uh, he's. Everybody will want to fight him, you know. 
Gee, even I was calling him. Everybody wants to write them, you know. Oh, but you know what, John Boy? I, I think I think what's uh, important is you have to look at it almost as a separate sport in itself. You know what I mean? Uh, I was talking yeah. to Barry about this. I've never seen so many people get annoyed at this guy. And I actually, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't actually understand why people get so annoyed at him. You know what I mean? Because it's just all one big marketing gimmick employee. It's not a, yeah. like... He was asked, like, what do you think of yourself as a boxer? And he's like, oh, I'm an elite level. But, like, obviously, he's trying to sell over a million pay-per-view, yeah. boys. He's not going to go, well, you know what? Like, I'm a bit of a journeyman tin can, but, like, you should all boys yeah. see my fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not how the boxing game works. But also, uh, I thought it was interesting to see him put, like, you know, Regis Progray, who's a top pro. He fought on the undercard as well. He was actually the highest paid fighter on the card, believe it or not. As well. yeah. He actually made more money than Jake Paul. Well, Frank uh, Mir was on it. In his purse. Frank yeah, Mir was, was on it. He fought Stevie Cunningham, um, which was an interesting fight. But uh, I think, John Boy, you'll probably have more of an opinion on this, but I think it just goes to show that MMA fighters can't just walk into boxing and fight. You know what I mean? Boxing is such a unique discipline that you can't just step in the ring and just beat someone who's trained for years at. Totally different. Uh, like boxing and boxing as general, boxing the MMA is totally different styles, you know. And uh, I, I seen Ben hit. There was a video two days or three days before the fight hitting the pads, and I just rolled my eyes. I was trying to get sparked out, like you know, hands down low. You know, it's. Uh, I seen that coming a mile away. And to be fair, Jake Paul, like he, he can't box. Like well, compared to a good fighter, but he can box a bit, you know. Yeah. Not to be fair, and there you go, two shots on the chin, he was gone, you know. But it was, it was, it was stopped early though, as well, though, wasn't it? Surely that, uh, was, yeah. surely that was an early stoppage. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't even. I just why shouldn't turn it out? That was it. Embarrassed watching it, did you? Yeah. Just in case anyone, yeah. just in case James Perro walks in, yeah. he's like, watching, he's like nothing. <laughs> Close the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, John Boy, give us, a, give us an honest opinion on Jake Paul's skills because I looked at him and go, yeah, obviously he's never going to win a world title. Like, that's that's silly. And, like, I think people get annoyed at him because they're like, he's not world level, he's not world class level. But, like, I looked at him and go, look, he's he's not terrible. You know what I mean? Like, you're sort of watching yeah. him and, like, he obviously he's trained him with BJ Flores, who uh, had a half decent career himself. You know what I mean? So like I think, yeah. like you tell us what level you think he's actually at. Like in terms of well, like, you know, does he beat Joe Soap on the street? Like, do you think he could beat a one and fighter, or do you think he could beat a journeyman? No, well, uh, you know, as I say, now there's big pressure on his shoulders, and uh, everybody wants to beat him. He's going to be training hard. Yes, he's going to grow and get to a certain level, but there's there's levels to boxing, you know, and he he can pick all these hand-picked fights. He can go whatever he wants, five and six and over, but as soon as he steps up with, with the wrong matchup, he's on his ass in 10 years. He's not in that level. He's flat-footed, no head movement. I, I'd love to see even McGregor now, someone would spark him out in a boxing fight through it, you know? I, I believe it's would school him through it. I think, but, I think uh, Jake Paul and his team are too smart to actually put a boxer in there, you know? Yeah, they know. They'll build like right next up. next move, I don't think. And any promoter that the, the promoter promoted him there now, they don't want him beat. Look at the pay-per-view money he's bringing in. They, that's his golden boy, you know? He's the main man of boxing now. They, they're going to want him all the time. Yeah. Money is raking in, like. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I, I think he's going to fight Dylan Dennis next. I, I don't know, Baz, you, you probably have your phone in hand there. We asked a question yeah. on uh, on Instagram. What, what are the results like? I think 90% of people probably said, haven't fought Dylan Moore. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we'll ever see that. I'll just go over them quickly. Yeah. Okay. Woodley, Dylan Moore, and Tommy Fury, Anthony Taylor. Anyone think of box Dylan Moore and Dylan Moore so he can whoop Jake's ass. Uh, KSI, Woodley, Dylan Moore, and Barry Moore. Shout out Jake for that. Uh, Royal Rumble, <laughs> Paul Brothers versus Energize Podcast. Tree Arena, the John Boy, you'll probably be down for that. And then a boxer. <laughs> John Boy, obviously, some great names put in there, specifically Irish ones. But uh, who would you like to see him take on next in, in the back? Uh, are there them names there? Tommy Fury, he would smash him through it. You know, I'd love to see that. Did they call him out? Did they? Yeah. They 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 they're back and forth. They, I guarantee you, they won't, they won't take that fight because they know oh. they'll get smashed. You know, 
Well, I think it's going to be Dylan Dennis, man. I think it's, I, I think it's just the next logical step is Dylan Dennis. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if you're looking to fight another MMA fighter who is not renowned for striking, to be polite, uh, Dylan Dennis is your next opponent, really, isn't it? And why not? Yeah. But they called out Nate Diaz as well, didn't they? I see that today he goes, hey, Nate, or something. I think Nate Diaz would smash him in boxing as well. Like, he, them boys came from boxing background as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, can't, I can't see Dana letting Nate Diaz do that, though, you know? Oh, no, I, I could definitely see him <sighs> let let him, let him do it. And, like, you know, UFC get involved in promotion for it some way. And, you know, UFC Look will make it possible. Uh, I can't see Jake Paul fighting him, like, because he's not knocking him out. Like, Nate Diaz is an absolute zombie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he, he doesn't he doesn't go down. So like, I don't think Jake Paul wants that. Jake Paul wants people who he can potentially knock out in the first or second round. Like that's his mo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to land his right hand and like hope for the knockout. Yeah. So what think, was them? Was it purses? Was it about like six hundred thousand dollars or something? Was I think, it? I think Ben got five hundred k. I think Jake Paul got like six hundred and ninety. And I think oh, um, Regis Progray got like eight hundred and fifty grand. Now, I don't know who was cut in on the pay-per-view percentages, but I'm sure Jake yeah. Paul was definitely cut in on the pay-per-view percentages. Yeah. Well, there you go. Can you imagine Nate Diaz and him? They would there's definitely people buy that because they know Nate Diaz have a chance of knocking them out as well, you know? So it's a money spinner, you know? So yeah. it is. So, it, but it about, might be too early for him. The things about Thriller, they, they, they overdid it too much. They're like, too many people. There was too many. Like, oh, there's a slip. There's another. Slip. It was like walking down yeah. LA or something. But, I uh, didn't even watch it. I no, you're, no. It. We had it on, just like waiting for the fight, and then there was like yeah. fans, <laughs> and it, you know I mean, the music. I don't think live, like live performances, ever translate well onto a pay per view sort of thing. You know, remember uh, Metallica were on. Um, what's that one? Affliction. Mania. Affliction. <laughs> I'm not too sure. What's one? Fedor was meant to fight Josh Brown. Yeah, Affliction. Never, Affliction, yeah, like it just just doesn't really work. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I only I, think a live performance can work at a fight if it's part of someone's ring walk. Yeah, I'll give you that. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. like it's not the Super Bowl you're doing here, lads. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I'm here to watch a fight. Like, if Bruno Mars comes out and does a 20 minute set, like I'm not going to be happy about it. I like Bruno Mars, but like I'm not here for that. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So uh, I think there was too much uh, that there was like slapping competitions. As yeah. well, where like, uh, and then like, obviously there was a big uproar on the commentary. Like people were saying, you know, Oscar De La Hoya was slurring his words, and uh, couldn't understand what he's saying. He's rumored to come out of retirement, John Boy, and be fighting Eddie Alvarez uh, in a boxing match. What do you make of that? And like, is this going to be a new thing and a new form of entertainment, or should this just stop where you get like an old retired fighter yeah. back in the ring? What's your yep. What's your take on it? Yeah, but Ross, also, uh, um, um, uh, Van der Holyfield's fighting your man, the Irish lad that beat Mike Tyson as well. That's going to be Kevin the next McBride. Kevin McBride. Yeah. Kevin McBride. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, I met Big what's Kevin out in Boston. But uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like it's it's destroying boxing, but they're making money out of it, you know. And, this is what it is, you know, and uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. I tell you, that last fight at uh, Tyson, but he looked good for his age, didn't he? There's something about Tyson you'd want to watch him, anyways, isn't there? No yeah. matter what age he is, but the rest, it's taking the biscuit now, isn't it? Yeah, I 100% agree. Do you think if you put some of the world's best prospects in boxing on these cards, it could actually help boxing in the long run? That you're bringing all these eyes to bo- to boxing that never watched it before, because you know what I mean. There's there was millions of people watching that who don't watch boxing, but they like Jake Paul, so they were watching to watch Jake Paul. But if you put a superbly talented fella on the fight before Jake Paul, like they put Progray on this one, do you think that could help boxing in the long run? They don't mm, before us. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... It's hard, you know, if you're looking at boxing card and it's stacked, you're like, yeah, you'll watch it. And then you see like a YouTuber fight, it puts you off straight away. Can you imagine how Billy Joe Saunders fight Canelo and then there was a YouTube fight on it? Dude. Yeah, but didn't Billy, Joe, even... didn't Billy Joe fight below like one of the other sort of YouTube cards as well? I saw the Badu Jack. Was it the last time? Yeah, was it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I think he did the Logan Paul KSI one, I think. So, that's you know, right. You're right. Yeah. There, there you go. Oh, no, you was it was I mean? it Gabe against Jake Paul? I think Miami, maybe. maybe. One of them, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, I I believe it's one of the or you know just stick <laughs> to stick to the boxing. But as I said, they they do rake in the TV audience. You know, they do. 
yeah to, to me like I love watch I love watching boxing I love like I'll, I'll be honest I probably watch more of the higher level boxing like if if I don't know who's in the main event like I probably won't turn on the card in the first place sort of thing um yeah. but like I, I enjoy watching it and I don't mind those sort of gimmick matches or gimmick fights but I think they almost need to have their own place in the sport. It needs to be like, I don't view any of them as boxers, John boy. I view them as they use boxing as their medium to gain viewership for their content. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't view yeah, as like yeah. boxing. I go, these guys are YouTubers and they, they want to compete against each other, but you can't really be like, my video is better than your video. So like they need yeah, to do something. Yeah. So they box and like yeah, boxing. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've accepted that boxing is their tool and I'm okay with it. And, I might watch sometimes, I might not. Uh, but like, yeah. you know, I think boxing has a, plenty of its own problems in its own right. And I think, if anything, this has drawn a few more eyes to it, which could be good in the long term. Yeah. And you know what? Fair play. Then we can't knock and load the money they're making. You know, they're, mm, yeah. they're smiling. It doesn't matter what people think. They're rolling and smiling mm. and they're living their life, aren't they? And they're doing well. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just entertainment. So if it really, really yeah. pisses you off, you might need to just get over it yeah. a little bit. You know? Yeah, you need, you need, <laughs> I, I think I think a few people need to look at themselves who are getting so annoyed by it and just be like, you know what? Like, just like you can actually just you know you know hit the big red button at the top of your remote and just turn it off. You don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? Stick no to, to watch it. Or stick to USB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like at the and at the end of the day, like put it this way: if there was like a celebrity football match on and there was like twenty-two celebs, eleven on eleven. I mean, if yeah. I thought the football was shite, I'd probably turn it off. And like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start like going on Twitter being like, Jeremy Lynch, you're terrible at football. Ollie Murray, <laughs> stop kicking that <laughs> ball. You're, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, well, I think they're the BB played in the last. Oh, game, I know, yeah, but like, game, but like, Ollie Murray, yeah, like, like, you don't see, you don't see, um, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't start tweeting them being like, yeah. fuck you, man, for playing at Wembley, <laughs> you absolute yeah. prick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think if you view it, just. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to sort of accept that, like they're doing it, they get the views. And it's, you know what? If you look at it as a bit of crack, why not? Yeah, you can't put that any better the way you said that. You know, it's perfect. If a celebrity football match, you you'd watch it. You know, you can't slag them off. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. and they have, the ball, they have the balls to put themselves in that situation as well. So like, fair play to them, you know. Yeah, but do you know what it is? It's what pisses people out. Then when he starts calling guys out and you know, knocking out, that's what he's stepping over his league a bit. You know, I don't think it's orgasm. I think especially just that Jake Paul. He's pissed yeah. many people off, isn't it? He's a, he's a master you know? at this, John Boy. You know, you don't become yeah. a multi multi millionaire at 23 uh, just being a tick, you know? No, and no. I, I do think that him pissing people off gets even more views because like so many people tuned in hope Ben Askren would win. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the yeah. Floyd Mayweather effect. You know what I mean? How many yeah, times people true. buy pay-per-views yeah. to hope Floyd would lose and it just never I happened. I know. I never got point. over when I when I beat Hatton. Hatton was my man. I was mad from the beat Mayweather. I never forgave him after that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, uh, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't laid off the po- uh, points of poise ever since. No. <laughs> well, he's uh, with all that money. How could oh, he be? Actually, just know. just just on Ricky Hatton there, his son Campbell Hatton there fought uh, turned pro there recently. What you make of him? Do you think he could be a prospect? Uh, okay, for uh, lots to lots to to develop. Like you know, he's far off. People's looking at him, going, "Hi, he's not his dad yet." Yeah, he's not his dad yet. But give him time. Look at uh, uh, Connor Ben and all. You know. Look at the way he's developed. You know, he's he's up there. He's even better than his dad, Nigel. Ben, you know, who's who's to say like he's got a good team around him? Ricky, his his uncle and uh, Matthew Hatton. You know, he's got the right people around him. He's got the right team. They push him on in a nice way, not too fast. He's a lovely kid too. Like who knows? What I liked about him was just you know his character, and it was a bit like his dad, wasn't it? But he just mm. hasn't got the same hands there yet, but give him time. No. Good things will come. Good things will come. Good things will come. And uh, 
Baz, anything left on the agenda there? No, I just wanted to add in that PFL returns this Friday as well. Uh, Anthony Pettis is fighting in the lightweight division. The week after, Roy McDonald's actually fighting as well. And the week after, Verdun's fighting. So there's PFL on Friday, and then obviously UFC on Saturday. And then Bellator doesn't return until the 7th of Brennan May. Brennan Logan is fighting, isn't he? Is he on so that card? Who's, yeah, I know, Brennan's I know, on I know this Friday. I know he's, it is this Friday. Yeah. I knew he was going to be yeah. fighting soon, but I didn't know which day. But um, And then obviously, the, the Anthony Rumble Johnson's going to be taking... On Yoel Romero, I think on the seventh of May to Friday, Bellator is off this weekend, so it's PFL Friday, UFC on Saturday. But uh, that that sort of like wraps up all that sort of crack. Is there is there anything else we we, we haven't gone over? Or we should. There, is there anything else you want to say, John or anything? I don't know. Maybe we pass over it. Obviously, the Jake Paul stuff we went over this weekend's UFC two sixty one. Uh, the the weekend's Bellator. Who's your money on um, Billy Joe and Canelo? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with my my strawberry uh, strawberry blonde fellow beardian um, Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think Billy Joe will probably give him a lot of problems, maybe in the first sort of six or seven rounds. But I think Canelo will sort of take away uh, there from the after. I think one thing that does uh, bode in Canelo's favors. I feel like he's the consummate professional. I feel like he's almost like. A Cristiano Ronaldo-esque boxer. Yeah. Like his his yeah. body is an absolute temple, as opposed to Billy Joe. Looks like he loves a few beers every now and then. And uh, <laughs> he, when when he's not in camp, uh, I think he doesn't treat his body as well as Canelo does. But uh, I think Canelo is a generational talent. I think um, I think he will get the job done. But look, if there's one man on this planet who can give him a run for his money, it's probably Billy Joe. Yeah, this is a good fight. You just nailed that. The last time I was in camp with Billy Joe, he was over 15 stone. We were running up a mountain one Saturday in Marbella and the breeze. <laughs> and, you know, he was badly out of shape. But you think about it, him and Tyson Fury's out there. Look at Tyson, the way he's come back. Yeah, These guys are masters up here, you know. They're, they're traveling men, you know. They're, they're men's men. They, they let themselves go a bit and all, you know. But there's something about them. Today, when I was listening to this podcast, he was saying like things aren't adding up as good. Now they've already booked another fight for Canelo. Uh, when they when they signed the contract, they were allowed one uh, English judge, one Mexican judge, and one American. But now that's done away with. It's, I don't know if it's Mexicans or whatever the judges. So there's little alarm bells ringing up. They said, "How do you see his fight going?" He goes. All aboard if it's like no cheating. Uh, you know, if there's anybody who can win him, it could be him. The man could tell Sam the Arabs, like, listen to him today. I was like, whoa, you know, this guy's right. You know, I was like, it just turned me a bit. Like, I'm a big Canelo believer. Like, I'm a big, I love that man. Like, but uh, any man can box out, box him as Billy Joe for a while, you know. But he hasn't got that power to hurt him. Like you have to, it's gonna be a long night for twelve rounds in there with that man. Oh. Is that a May? Uh, an... Is that a May? May, it's not far yeah. now. Like yes. yeah, yeah, Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that? Where's it at? And again, is it in uh, Mexico Vegas, City? Um, oh, no, well, I no, actually think it is Vegas. I think it probably is Vegas. Yeah, it's yeah. Vegas. No, no, no. They're in Vegas, but it's somewhere else. Is it Miami? No, I don't know. It's somewhere. Maybe I must look in there. That actually rings a bell. Well, but um, but I've been like, that rings a bell about three times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come here, come here, John Boyd. Did you get that package we sent out to you? Has it arrived there yet? No. Well, this, I don't think. Maybe. Do you send Tiger White? Yeah. Well, yeah, we sent you like an X scarf thing. Um, what's it called? So you can wear it as a mask if you're going to the airport, or you're going to the shops, and you have to wear your mask still over there. Uh, you can just pull it uh, up and pull it down. And it's got the Energizer logo on it. Ah, uh, Brian, I'll uh, I'll I'll check in Tiger's office. It'll be in the office if we sent the Tiger. My name will be in the office. You know, I made, sure put, the... I made sure to put down Tiger Muay Thai and then John Boy, just in case anyone was like thinking about robbing. Yeah. It, you know, it, <laughs> it, it'll be kept there, but. The gym's closed, you see, so I haven't been in the gym, so uh, maybe that's oh, why I haven't got it, you know? Well, you'll have to go for an essential visit now. Yeah, sure brilliant enough. stuff. Yeah, lads, I'll that have fight... a few t-shirts for you soon as well, boys. I'll send them across. So Class. That's why I thought you got the next scarf because you were sending us that. But uh, I'll just let you know, it's on the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas on the 8th of May. 
Oh, Texas. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, and it's did somebody say it was seventy thousand people? No, am I wrong in saying that? Oh, that's that's that's, that's, that's a seventy thousand out there. Yeah, seventy thousand. Yeah, Whoa. you know what? I think that would go in Billy Joe's favor. You know that? I think he buzzes off the the crowd. But um, look, what's called that? Uh, we might get you back on for that fight and uh, get you to have an old ch- chat. True. We'll definitely have you on again, John Boy. What what what? Are you looking forward to seeing yeah. the fans in the stadium this weekend as well? That's that's gonna be so weird. That's gonna be so weird, isn't it? Uh, I can't wait for it. Like you know, it's just the atmosphere back. You know, it's, it's gonna be great, isn't it? Also, uh, also as well. Do you think people are gonna sort of turn against Masvidal because obviously he was like high on the Trump thing, then he was high on the Jay Paul thing there? Do you think because he is sort of he's fighting in his in Florida? That's sort of his base as well. Do you think? What way do you think the fans are gonna be split? No, I think Masvidal's fans are gonna stay there. Yeah, they'll be there. Masvidal's a big following over there, you know, and uh, yeah. say. Uh, it's, it's it's packed out and it's sold out already, isn't it? Yeah. So if, you th- if you actually think about Masvidal, right, and you think of his, like, street fighting career, like, you probably yeah. walk in, into a bar in Miami and, like, they'll tell you, like, the legend of Jorge Masvidal. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably, it's probably <laughs> yeah. some story of it. You know what I mean? Like, he was only 17 when he was fighting in the back gardens with Kimbo Slice. Yeah, he's a hard man, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Reminds me of the good old days of John Boy sparking people out in the back of Bunkana. John Boy, like uh, it's always great to have you on, and all, and also uh, myself and Ross really, really do appreciate it. Like all the messages you send us all the time, and then all uh, just everything and everything you're doing is great to see another Irishman flying the flag. Is there uh, is there anything else you you want to say to all the the John Boy onions at home? Uh, thank you for listening and tuning in. Thank you two guys. You know, yeah. And then hopefully we get to see you this year. It could be next year, but who knows? Ross, what about yourself? Anything else to say before we wrap things up? Uh, no, did um, you have a bet actually with Donna Corby on the uh, Jay Paul fight? Because I remember you bet him on the last fight, I think it was, was it? Oh, with it, yeah, I was thinking it was about his tea bags here. Uh, he sent me with a heap of tea bags. I was out of tea bags. I said, look, I said, what's the deal? I go, tea bags, and I can't remember something else they sent as well, but <laughs> fair play, then there's three boxers, they have enough for two years, the team, are like No, no he's, he's a legend, he's a legend, he's another person yeah. who's really, really growing them, and doing well yeah. at it as well uh, No, Yeah, fair play then. He yeah. is a lovely, lovely guy and um, guys, yeah. if you have been watching this episode with John Boyd make sure to head over to his, his Instagram and give it a follow, uh, it won't be too hard we'll have tagged him in loads of stuff uh, for the video <laughs> And Everything. if you are watching this, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay, stay energized. energized. <laughs>